0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, And I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord. Most of us are familiar with the life of St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. She entered a cloistered convent, the Carmelite, as a young girl, remained there until her death at the age of 24. And yet she transformed her world, never left the convent. but The world knows of her and her journey. You know, she, she wondered what her vocation was, even as a Carmelite. She knew that everyone couldn't be an apostle, or a prophet, or a teacher. She had a burning desire to be a martyr. But then, when reading St. Paul, she began to understand. And all of a sudden, ecstatic with joy, she cried out, O oh Jesus, my love, I have found my calling. My call is to love. And that's what she did in her little world. But she knew what love was. She understood it. She could live it. Our world, if it ever knew, has forgotten what real love is. You know, I've spoken before about the different types of love and how the Greeks, for instance, had at least three words for it, and we have one. And our definition is rather different. For many people, love is something that actually becomes degrading and dehumanizing. It is associated with only affection and a certain type of pleasure. That's not the gospel. Our Lord speaks of it today. Love demands a response, doesn't it? The beloved wants to know, wants to see the love of the lover. You want to experience it. We are going to say, in a sense, prove it. If you love me, show me that you love me. And the one who is... The lover must say, what do you want? What do you want from me? How can I show you that I love you? A word isn't enough, is it? It's easy to say, I love you. But to actually live that sort of sacrificial life, well, that's something else entirely. Because as I've said many times before, all love is essentially sacrificial. And the greater the intimacy, the greater the sacrifice. The greater the closeness, the greater the sacrifice there is no intimacy, no closeness is that which God wishes to have with us. Our Lord, then, in today's gospel speaks of this. If you love me, he says to us, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's the sign of love. You see, we aren't saved yet. Salvation comes at the end when we respond through grace to faith by keeping his commandments. Not because he's simply telling us something, that we have to do this or that, but because without them, we cannot be truly human. We cannot fulfill our existence, what it means to be human. Because the commandments form us in that humanity. Our world has forgotten that, because it has a twisted sense of freedom as it has a twisted sense of love. He then says, if you keep my commandments... I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth. He's promising the Holy Spirit. He's promising the Church, his body. That's his great gift to us through the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot accept. But you know him, because he remains in you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you, as he does come to us, in the fullness of his love in the church, in his mystical body. A little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. You will see me. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. That, then, is the test of love. You might say to God, or some might say, well, prove your love. We don't need that, do we? We can see that image. The cross is the image. Our Lord, then, gave us the ultimate, perfect example of what it means to love of what real sacrificial love is. And we then must realize that as our image and our example. Whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. So, there then is the great gift of love too, isn't it? If we love him and keep his commandments Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he will come to us and remain with us, as he does in the Eucharist. That's, once again, what we're all doing here today. We are coming here to be part of that experience, to be part of that event, who is Jesus Christ. His suffering, death, and resurrection. uh, The manner in which he remains with us in the fullness of his his being. How exciting um, that love is not just something that we talk about, it's tangible. It's real. It's real. Uh, we can see, we can experience, as I've said before, if we're prepared, we can actually receive it. We then have a capacity to love unlike any other. Sadly, we don't usually u- take advantage of that. We don't actualize the potential that we have. But if we receive the essence of love into ourselves, our capacity for love is unlimited, really. So, uh, today then, we continue with this great event, this great mystery. We enter in to a new obedience. If you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, He's giving us the secret to freedom, the secret of what it means to be human, and we come to realize it. So like St. Therese of Lisieux, then, we can say the same thing. Oh, Jesus, my love, I have found my calling. My call is love. Let us pray, Almighty Father, we come before you, rejoicing in the resurrection of your Son, and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, her members will always be visible signs of the risen Christ, especially the Church suffering. We pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, they will listen to the prophets sent to them and receive the word joyfully, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they are united to the Lord's love in a unique way. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected faith and grace, we pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women will have the spirit of the apostles and the zeal of the apostles. For a greater reverence for the vocation and call of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the Word made flesh, they may then be visible signs of that love. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all newly married couples and those being married at this time, they will respond to the grace of that sacrament. For all those celebrating anniversaries, they will continue to grow in that grace. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, who all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed for an end to this virus, for those who are suffering from it for their healing, for our protection and preservation. We pray to the Lord. Lord and for all of us here, we will respond in obedience to the commandments of the Lord and so grow in love for him. We pray to the Lord. Lord we now will proclaim the victory of the risen Lord by singing the Christus Vincit.